the the phrase to become the best version of ourselves really highlights the fact that really our only competition is ourselves. We've all got room for improvement. We're, none of us are at the very top of our game. Less than 1% of us are. So becoming the best version of you really means celebrating who you are by growing into who Welcome you're Welcome to, to the be. Career Changes podcast, where we believe that it's never too late to redefine your path, rewrite your story, and reignite your passion for what you do. Are you ready for a career-changing adventure? Before we dive into these inspiring stories, we need your support. Hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and join our community of dream chasers. And then, be ready to find your inspiration. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of The Career Changers. Our guest today is Debbie Kinney, a transformation and accountability coach. From health and wellness to lifestyle and business, she can guide anyone to reach their goals. She went through a major transformation at the age of 45, switching her 25-year career in hospitality to follow her passion and purpose to help others become the best version of themselves. Today, we are going to talk about her career change and what we need to do to become the best version of ourselves. Hi, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Elisa. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Oh, my pleasure. So let's start with your background. Uh, uh, how did you start your professional life or better? What was your first job? So my first job was actually in health and fitness. I became a certified group fitness instructor at the age of 13. So I was oh, wow. very young, very young. I don't even think you can get certified that young anymore, but those were the good old days. So yeah, I was, I was teaching in gyms at the age of 13 and continued my career from there, taught fitness all the way through my mid-20s. Okay, so, well, if I ask you what was your dream job when you were a child, I guess that was it. <laughs> well, I had two. When I was littler, I really wanted to be a marine biologist, and then I realized I didn't want to do science, so oh, okay. I, I left that to Jacques Cousteau and all of his... <laughs> his friends and colleagues. But, and then eventually as I got further into schooling and through college, I decided I wanted to be JLo and the wedding planner, which is why I started to pursue hospitality and event planning and wedding planning because it had an impact on people's lives and it looked really fun. <laughs> ah, so how did you progress your career? So I went to school, I went to Santa Barbara for college and right when I got out of school, I started in the hospitality industry. I worked at a convention and visitors bureau. So I was working on the tourist side, but we planned different events and really just climbed the ladder from there. I worked um, in a marketing department at a Six Flags theme park. So again, different spin, but we were, we were working on events. So I got a much different perspective. I worked with a lot of our top corporate sponsors. And then from there, I went into food and beverage and really learned how to work special events from a restaurant perspective and um, started my own business at the age of 25 after being in that industry for a few years with the specialty niche of consulting for restaurants who were trying to, to grow their catering and private event business. And then I had that for about five years. And then I moved to Las Vegas and Las Vegas is a very, very different beast. It is hospitality forward, but I really looked at it as an opportunity to learn from the best in the world. So when we moved here, I dissolved my business and I went to work 
at a, a big hotel and casino down on the strip, Caesar's Palace. And it was, it was like a dream come true. I mean, it was pinch me moment to work for one of the biggest and the best in the world and just learned a ton from that experience. And then went on to independent meeting planning, corporate meeting planning, third-party meeting planning, and came back 20 years later, back into health and wellness during the pandemic. I decided to start health coaching and was doing both for a while and then decided to go full-time with health and wellness because that's really where my, where my passion is. Mm. So let's talk about your career change. Uh, did you have a specific moment when you started to envision yourself as a transformation coach? I wish I could say that I did, but really I knew I was very passionate about it. And when I started in the field, it just felt good. I loved coming into my office every day and connecting with people and helping them find solutions. And it, sounds silly, but event planning and health coaching are very, very similar. You're looking at big picture goals and reverse engineering the steps to get there. You're helping people in different ways. And so there was a lot of overlap there. And then when I was about six months into starting my health coaching business, mind you, I was still full-time in the events industry, but it was in the middle of the pandemic. There wasn't a lot of events being held. It got to the point where I was sitting in my office one day running numbers. And I called my husband and I said, I think I can do this full time. And I said, but you know, please check my math. (laughs) And so he did, he's like, I think you can. And so that was kind of the pivotal moment of my identity was so wrapped up in my corporate facade and being in hospitality and events. It's what I built on for 20 years, 25 years of my life. And so that was sort of the pivotal moment, but I knew that I could still help people. I knew that it would be very similar in terms of what I was working on, just in a different playing field. And I knew that I could always go back. And I think that's really important to take those risks and take those chances and know nothing is forever. And if you don't love it or you're not feeling like you were in the right spot, you can always, you can always make another choice. Mm. So what challenges did you have to overcome to transition career in this last uh, phase uh, of uh, your life? So a big piece, a big challenge for me was identity and really switching that corporate mindset. And this is who I am and what I do and how I show up in the world to being a health coach. And once I really wrapped my head around that, you know, I was afraid of judgment from colleagues that I had worked with for years to just walk away from a 25 year career. Um, and once I sort of wrapped my head around that, then I had a lot of imposter syndrome and, you know, can I really do this? Will people respect me? Do I know enough about what they're asking me about? Um, and so I think shifting from identity and then over to imposter syndrome, um, I had to really get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I had to know that I wasn't going to know everything, but that I could find the answers and that I could continue to educate myself. And that through more and more experience, I would overcome that imposter syndrome and become an expert in what I was, what I was doing. So those were probably the two biggest challenges for me. Mm, yeah, sometimes is we get so much we we mesh with our day to day jobs that is difficult then to to separate what is our real identity separately from our job. 
So let's talk about becoming the best version of ourselves, something that you're helping people with, the people that are coming to get support to you. So what does it mean to become the best version of ourselves? Because I think we may all feel sometimes they'll be overwhelmed by the fact that we all have to be at our best <laughs> nowadays yeah. in every aspect of our lives. Right, right. And I think to that point, there's a lot of competition in this world. And I think that the the phrase to become the best version of ourselves really highlights the fact that really our only competition is ourselves. And we've all got room for improvement where none of us are at the very, 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 very top of our game or, you know, less than 1% of us are. And so we've all, we've all got that room for improvement. So to me, becoming the best version of you really means celebrating who you are by growing into who you're meant to be. It's taking where you're at and always seeking improvement, always seeking more for yourself, more fulfillment, more happiness, more health, whatever that more is for you, really celebrating who you are and where you're at and knowing that you can continue to grow and evolve. Mm. So why is it important to give us a chance to become the best version of ourselves instead of just maybe letting life go or, you know, avoiding the topic because we may feel overwhelmed by not knowing where to start. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we all have those seasons too, but there's a saying that says, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. So to me, we all have dreams and whether they're really big dreams or whether they're small dreams, it's really important to give ourselves the opportunity to reach them to try to get out of our own way and just become the best that we can be. So we can't reach those goals without growth and without change and without transformation. And so it's really important to embrace those opportunities. And whether it's, you know, something as simple as taking a class or something a little bit more complex as completely changing your career, we've all got those dreams. And so allowing ourselves to embrace evolution is is a really important piece of growing as a human, growing in our identity and living our best lives. And are there any specific practices or mindset shifts that can lead us to become the best version of ourselves? Absolutely. There's there's so much research out there and I'm a, I'm a big fan of, and I practice what I preach in terms of personal development. I do about 30 minutes of personal development every morning. And whether that's podcasts or reading or different types of trainings and classes, it's so important. But I think I would sum that up by the most important piece would be going from more of a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And there's a ton of research out there. There's a lot of books. There's a very famous book by Carol Dweck. It's called Mindset. And it looks at fixed mindset versus growth mindset across the board in careers, in kids, and how really expanding into a growth mindset empowers us to become that best version of ourselves. My favorite saying is self-reflection is direction. And so if you can take an honest step back and look at yourself and where you're at and where you want to be and what your dreams are and what your goals are, 
that self-assessment is going to give you the best direction to head, head that way. And sometimes we can do that for ourselves. And sometimes we need that outside perspective from a coach or a therapist or someone that can really help us dream a little bit bigger and open up those pathways into that, that growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So how can we get clarity on what uh, person we want to be? Sometimes uh, we know we feel that something is not right or we need to change or realign our lives, but it's not uh, easy to understand uh, what direction we need to take. The most important piece about getting clarity is that it takes time. There's not going to be this lightning bolt of, oh, aha, this is where I need to go. And here's the whole plan mapped out. Like it really does take time and it's never going to be that perfect picture. Things are going to evolve and it's going to maybe be two steps forward and one step back. But as long as you're moving in the right direction, that's that's the important part. So with getting clarity, a fun thing that people can do is to ask their friends or even to put a, a poll up on their social media of like, what are the top three things that you think of when you think of me? What comes to mind? That's so enlightening. I actually did that about a year ago as part of a marketing exercise when I was going through a, a rebrand. And the things that people said back to me, some of them I understood and some of them I, I was just like, wow, I'm really blown away by how people see me. So that's a really fun way to get that outside perspective. Of course, as a coach, I'm always going to say hire a coach. Coaches don't have to be, you know, thousands of dollars and millions of hours. It can be one, two, three sessions to really dig in and focus in where you want to focus. There's, I'm actually a certified life purpose life coach. So that's specifically tailored toward helping people find their life purpose. And then there's also things that you can do on your own. There's, you know, even on Amazon or other online retailers, there's things like workbooks where there are different self-assessments that can help you go through and do little exercises to help you get more clarity on, on what that will look like for your specific journey. Mm. You mentioned life purpose. So I wanted to ask you, what is usually the biggest challenge for people in your experience to find their life purpose? It's usually their own mindset about it. We stand in our own way so much more than anybody else stands in our own way. And it's, it's really sad, but it's true. I literally just got off a client call and she's struggling with alcohol and she was going to meet her a client, invited her to happy hour and it's a brand new client. And she said, I just can't imagine going to happy hour without having a cocktail. And so we talked through what does that look like? And what's the holdup? Do you want the cocktail? And she said, no. And I said, do you feel guilty? Do you feel like you have to explain yourself? And she said, yeah, a little bit, but it's a new client. I said, there's no expectation. She, she might think you're sober for different reasons. You know, she won't know. And she said, honestly, it just comes down to my own comfort level with walking into a bar and not only not ordering a cocktail, but that's, that's so scalable, right? Like so many people want to change into a different person, a better person, but they feel like they've got this identity that they relate to. And they're the person that walks into the bar and orders a cocktail, not a diet Coke. And so that analogy is just to say, you know, we are the ones that are typically the most in our, our own way. Hmm. So what is the importance of self-esteem, believing in ourselves to reach our best version? 
of our set because I, I would say if I don't feel very good about myself, it's very likely that I'm not able to take the next step or to see also the possibilities they lay there in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's very true. What you think you become. So if you don't think you can do something, you most likely will not do it. But I will say it comes back to mindset and mindset is much different than, than self-esteem or confidence. So I've had the opportunity to work with some very broken people in terms of self-esteem and confidence and really lacking that sense of self, but yet they were able to be very successful with my coaching because of their mindset, because while they weren't starting in a place with self-esteem, we customized their program so that they were coming upon little wins day by day, week by week, month by month, and really building that foundation for them. And as that foundation grew in their program, their self-esteem and their confidence grew, and they were able to buy into it because their mindset said, okay, you didn't used to be able to do that, but now you can. Now now you've got some of those self-esteem points. So let's keep going. You can do hard things. You can do this. And so self-esteem is great but it is something that can be learned and built. What's really important is the mindset to want the changes that you're seeking and to then be committed and disciplined to the program that you're working. Mm -hmm. So we often forget that each of us with our choices can make the world a better place. How do you feel your current change has made a positive impact in the world and how are you changing people's lives? It's so, you know, it's such an honor to think of it that way. And it's such a great reminder for me that I really am impacting people every day. And I'm super lucky. I have concrete data that literally shows the changes that clients have made. And I think for me personally, the fact that every day I get to live my own purpose and my own passion, that makes me so joyful. And when I'm joyful, I show up better in the world. I show up better for my family and my friends and my clients. And it's that ripple effect. If I'm showing up and I'm passionate and I'm energetic and I'm happy, that's going to impact them and shine that light for them. And then they get to pay that forward. So I think that ripple effect is really, really important in terms of when we're working with other people and specifically with what I do, trying to make the world a better place. Each of us can be the change. And each of us has that opportunity to impact each other and then to pay that that positivity forward. So we're reaching the end of this episode, but we still have a few more questions. So first of all, what type of advice would you give to anyone looking to become the best version of themselves? I mean, you say many things until now, but if there is <laughs> one a specific one that you would say... I think one specific one, it's really important because we all have aspirations and dreams, like I said. And so it's the people that I see that are most successful really have a solid base of understanding why they want to go that direction. And so my advice would be to start by asking yourself why you want to go that direction, why it's important to you. And once you have that understanding and whether it's to be For me, you know, I hear a lot of times I want to be healthier because I want to be around for my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids. That's a very, very powerful message because a lot of times, sad but true, if it's if it's more of a selfish reason, like, oh, I just want to look better, it's not as powerful. And so we kind of tend to give up on ourselves a little bit easier than we do if we're doing something because we want to impact other people. But knowing why it's important to us and then reverse engineering the steps to get there is is 
Great. I'll give you an example. Every year I choose a word of the year. This is my fifth year doing it. And I also am a new year's resolution person, but this year I decided to approach it differently. So I chose my word of the year, which is abundance. And instead of setting my new year's resolutions in terms of like steps, I'm, I'm a very like efficient to do list kind of type of a person, but I went outside of my comfort zone this year and I took the word abundance and for every letter I actually assigned a very short statement, not of what I wanted to do, but of who I wanted to be. And so every letter of the word abundance reflects the type of person that I want to be and grow into and show up as in the world. And that helps me. I read it every morning. It's part of my personal development process. And that helps to remind me and to ground me about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's a mind, mindset shift that helps me to, to show up better each and every day. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting exercise and I think our listeners can do it as well. Absolutely. Just choose a word that really resonates with you and then break it down. It's it's fun. Yes. So what advice would you give to someone uh, looking to change their career like you did a few times? <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I mean, I was in hospitality for about 25 years, but in different roles. I had my own, this is my hello coaching business now is my second business. Started my first business at 25 and my second business at 45. So middle age, you can do anything. <laughs> um, but if you're looking for a career change, the first thing I would do is really get clear on why you want a change. Are you not working in your passion and purpose? Are you burnt out? Are you not feeling like you're resonating with the culture that you're in? Do you not love the role that you're in, but you love the culture in the company? So really getting clear on what you're not enjoying and what you're pursuing is going to make it much clearer in terms of what are the best next steps that you need to take for a career change. Because it might be a, a, as simple as a job change or a role change, not a full career change like I did. But if you are really looking for that career change and you're going from you know A to Z, I think it's really important to believe in yourself. And once you go through that, that process of understanding why you want to make the shift and what you're looking for, and you get very crystal clear on that, then believing in yourself is probably the hardest, but the best thing that you can do because shifting careers isn't always easy. You know, you go through that identity crisis, you go through the imposter syndrome. And so as long as you have that belief in yourself that you've built a career before and you can do it again, that's going to, to help you by leaps and bounds. And then really finding that integra integration between taking the risk but keeping a safety net. And that can look like a few different things. You know, if you're taking a, a pay cut or if you're starting your own business, there's a lot of risk involved with that. So what kind of safety net do you have in place? Do you have six months salary saved? Do you have, you know, a partner that you can rely on while you're shifting? Like, so making sure that that balance between risk and safety is in place is only going to help support you and build that foundation for that career change for you. So before uh, the last question, if anyone would like to reach out to you, how and where they can find you? Oh, thank you for asking that. The best way to find me is on my website. That is hellocoaching.info. And from there, you can email me, you can message me, you can find me on all of my social media platforms. Um, but that's really the, the one-stop shop where you can uh, reach out to me, learn about me and all of the different services that I offer. Great. And so now the last question that we asked to all of our guests on the Career Changers, if you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Oh my gosh, that's such a great question. 
Such a great question. I think the, I think the thing I would tell myself is that it's okay to be different. I wasted a lot of time and energy in my younger years, really trying to fit in and be like other people. And now I really embrace the fact that I am different and I am super passionate and I've worked hard to get where I'm at and to build confidence. And so really embracing that now I'm trying to spend as much time as I can standing out instead of, you know, fitting in. And I think that's a really powerful message, especially to our, the younger version of ourselves is, is be different. It's okay to be unique. Well, thank you, Debbie, for joining us today and sharing your inspirational career change story and wisdom with our listeners. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure they all feel inspired and they know how to reach out to you. And the last message for our listeners, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in next week for a new inspirational episode of The Career Changers. Thank you.